Hey, MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Adio DeGenerinos and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network episode 351. We have we got a new review, a really maybe one of our best reviews ever. So this uh, is going to be dedicated. This episode dedicated to Shad Dog 24. So the main thing is he, he mentioned that I was uh, funny, so that's what uh, I I shoot for. My, all my picks may not hit, but I want most of my jokes to land. They don't land with with my co-host ever, but. Um, at least some some of our listeners do enjoy it. And it, basically, he he broke down. Or I'm guessing it's the heat because only dudes listen to us. Um, basically, breaks down what you get here. I usually make my picks more analytic, data driven, and Gumby you know, does his off his extensive knowledge of the sport. So, Shadog twenty four knows what he's talking about. Um, if you're in the Discord, reveal yourself, Shadog. Let us know who you are so we can thank you. So anyhow, this episode goes out to him. Because the easiest way to our hearts is through flattery, of course. So um, I, I'm one of the hosts, the one who brings humor to the podcast, or I try to, Jeff Chalks Fox. Thank you for coming to the show. We're smack dab in the middle of a Road to UFC week of episodes. So we Monday, we kicked things off with the first uh, Road to UFC Shanghai, which is uh, kicking off in Shanghai this weekend. Today, we're going to, going to break down the Saturday, the, the second Saturday card. Um, they have four different cards. So today will be the later in the day Saturday card, and then tomorrow's episode Thursday will break down the two Sunday cards. But I couldn't do this alone because uh, I don't know enough about uh, these fighters. So I'll bring in the brains of the operation, Daniel Gumby Breland. Hello. Yeah, and uh, I will tell you that sometimes I don't know uh, some about these fighters. There's a couple I had to look up, particularly on this card, including. Well, I'm I'm going to be real honest with you guys, including. Maybe the worst MMA fight I've ever watched in terms of uh, skill level. Wow, that goes that that takes you pretty far because Gumby watches everything. Um, that's why you can pretty much trust his picks, especially with the uh, with the regional scene. Cause I, that's why I don't make picks because I don't do the research. I can't be bothered to do the research like, like Gumby does. So if he's willing to do it, he enjoys it because he's a sickle. Then so be it, and and we'll all benefit from his. Uh, from his picks. So really the worst MMA fight. Interesting. And one of the participants we'll be talking about very shortly, right? <laughs> <Yeah>, we will. <laughs> you, you weren't just you weren't just watching it for the heck of it. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and the main event, both fighters almost have the same name, which will be interesting as well. Yeah, Kailu and Kylie. Yep, Kailu and Kylie. You got it. Yeah, that they could be twins. Um with names like that. So yeah, we're going to break down uh, this fight. For those who don't know, actually go back an episode and, and you'll know what's going on. But yeah, UFC is running a, their, I guess it's annual now, a tournament in Asia to, to get more Asian fighters into the promotion, um, usually for the lighter weight classes. Uh, the Saturday is all about the flyweights and the featherweights uh, tournament-wise uh, with one wild card 
uh, fight on, on each of those uh, those cards as well. So we broke down yesterday's already. Gumby gave some hopefully big dogs once the official lines draw up. And today we will conclude the flyweights and the featherweight uh, opening round of the tournament. After I tell you about Edge Boost, SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first but now pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now pay later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit. So you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And... Our edge boost double down play of the day on all these episodes will be one of our one of Gumby's picks. You you can pick whatever of his road to UFC picks you like best, and you use the edge boost bonus on that. Unless he tells you he doesn't like the pick that he's making, which never happens, right? I, I I'll tell you which one uh, when I, when we hit it. I, I'll even I'll I'll give you a star and tell you this is the edge boost bonus. Fantastic, a audio star. Okay, uh, we're gonna start things off with welterweight fight. This one is not a tournament fight. This is just a like i said a wild card fight maybe they are looking to get one of these fighters into the ufc and they just want to give them a uh a platform uh for that gummy will let us know after i break it down uh tayalake niraji tayanaki tayalake niraji i think i said it better the first time he's a chinese fighter he's going against a korean han Sol kim as i said this is welterweight three five minute rounds we'll tell you about kim first nickname is spade he's 13 and four, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice. He was on last year's road to UFC and won his fight. So he's 1-0 on that, uh, on this format. Uh, he was a regional champion in 2012. He's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's going to get up against Naraji Super Saiyan, you can call him. He's 8-1 with seven knockouts. He's been knocked out once. He's won his last review TKO. He used to fight up at lightweight. He's an inch taller than Kim. He's got two inches of reach. And Gumby will tell you the rest of the info. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, that, that Kim was on uh, Road to the UFC last time. I, I think they do like him to the point where they're like, oh, let's see if we can't get him uh, into the UFC. And I, I think he's going to be the favorite here, not just because he was on Road to the UFC, but because he's just like a little bit more well-rounded. Let's say negative uh, negative 215 for Kim here. Uh, so not a massive favorite, but a, a pretty sizable one. Um, and, and I'm going to pick him because if you watch – if you watch uh, Naraji, uh, he just like he's got good enough takedown defense, but when he's striking, he's one of those guys who like kind of leans forward a lot, um, which just leaves his chin exposed in, in kind of a bad way. He's also really, really, really big for the division. He's tall, but he's not particularly good at like establishing range. Like he doesn't know how to how to use that length and use that height and like because cause he's six four or six six three. I, I think he's like six three. Um, but he like. He doesn't really know how to use any of that height in, like, a meaningful way. Um, so you see him, like, you know, leaning too much. You see him trying to get into the clinch. You see him – and, like, all that doesn't make sense when you're, like, clearly the bigger guy. And against Hansel Kim, who's a guy who, you know, he's not small for the weight class either. He's, like, a pretty big guy. He trains out a Korean top team with with a Korean zombie. And he's got, like, a nice double leg – um, he won by triangle armbar last time, and that was actually looking pretty good on the feet too. I, I just think like if his grappling gets going, he's gonna do really, really good. Um, but even if it doesn't, he's just like 
He's way sharper on the feet, way more technical on the feet, and I think that's going to play. So, uh, yeah, give me Kim to start this one. All right. Chalk to start off. Now we jump into the tournament fights. Flyweights, Jin Yushiyu. Jin Yushiyu, all one word. He's a Chinese fighter versus Billy Pasulatin, who is coming to us from the Philippines, I believe. Indonesia, excuse me. Um, let me tell you about him. His nickname is Bruce Lee. Um, so apparently he's second coming of Bruce Lee. Uh, he is 10 and 2, two knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted once. Was a regional champion. Used to fight down at Adam Waite. Uh, Jin Yushiyu, Little King Kong. So we got Little King Kong versus Bruce Lee. An epic battle here. Uh, he's 11 and 2. Four knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's won five straight in 11 of 12. Used to fight up at Bantamweight, and he's two inches taller than Bruce Lee, we'll call him. Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna start by saying uh, this is maybe uh, one of the fights that uh, whoever, whoever wins this fight, uh, when they're in the finals of this tournament, uh, or no, this is semifinals of this tournament, right? Because this is the other flyweight uh, show, uh, set of showdowns. Right. Just pick whoever they're about to fight because I don't have a lot of faith in either of these two. I think uh, Pastulatin is going to come in as a slight favorite. Let's say like negative 220 or negative 120 rather um, to like plus 100 or plus 110 on the other side on Ginny Ushiu. Um, and I just think he's going to be that because if you like go back and you watch their fights, both of them have like looked good, but against like really shitty opponents. Like Pastulatin has fought bad opponents and just kind of like ran forward and threw hooks. Uh, and it was good enough to like knock people down and, and then he follows up with ground and pound. Ginny Yushiu, same thing, has looked really good, but it was mostly like through some like decent single leg attempts and holding people down. And like you sort of wonder like, can he keep doing that? Similar to like, can a guy just run forward and throw hooks the whole time? Um, and when it comes down to it, and, and you got to make your pick in two fighters who have fought kind of crappy competition and are, you know, doing the right things, but like not in a way that you feel, or I mean, I guess throwing hooks and leaning forward is not a, the right thing, but like they're doing well enough that you're like, oh, yeah, they're serviceable. Uh, I'm always going to take the grappler here. So I'm going to take Ginny Ushiu. Um, and, and I think he probably is just going to grind out a couple of rounds with the takedowns, especially because I think Pastulatin, and, and I don't really have much to go on here, but I, I really do think Pastulatin is the type of guy who is probably going to feel tired late in the fight. And I, I know he's done, he's gone five rounds. He fights for this promotion that's actually pretty easy to get film on. One Pride MMA fight nights. Um, which I think they just trying to get as many buzzwords into it as they can. Um, but yeah, like uh, he went one five round fight in that, but I, I, I just think the types of things that he does will tire him out a little bit more than Ginny Ushiyu. So I'll take the slight dog Ginny Ushiyu. One pride MMA fight night, just throw some UFC in there and they're all set, right? Yeah. And maybe violence or like, uh, cage championships. <laughs> just bleed. Uh, also, um, fantastic. All right. Let's move up a weight, uh, two weight class, excuse me, to featherweights. Kuya Kanda from Japan versus another Chinese fighter, Yibujili. Yibujili. Um, and like I said, these are featherweights, three five minute rounds. Yibujili Eagle is a nickname. He's 22, 11, and one. 10 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted twice. He's won six straight fights in 11 of 12. Used to fight at lightweight. He's one of the men with a no age attached, mystery man. Kanda, 11 and four with six 
knockouts. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He's won three straight fights in six of seven, and he's two years younger than the Eagle. That is it. So uh, I think Kanda is going to come in here as a pretty sizable favorite. We'll say like negative 225. Um, and, and and I am going to pick Kanda here. He's he's a really long guy. He fights very long. Um my lone concern about how long he fights is like he's got a good jab and like some good low leg kicks, but they're just like they're kind of slow. Um, I, I don't really love how slow they are. And Yibu Gele, uh, that, am I, yeah, even I'm going to question my pronunciation there. Uh, Yibu Gele is uh, he's got good enough takedown defense, um, which I think is going to allow him to like keep the feet against Conda if he does want to. But I, I do, like, just really worry about his striking because it's weird in a way where he, like, he just won't engage for really long periods of time. He'll just, like, back up and circle away, um, which is a really bad look on the judges' scorecards. But also just, like, I think Kanda can just get at him with jabs and stuff like that. So uh, I, I'm going to take Kanda here, decent favorite. I will tell you, I don't think he's bettable in this spot until you get him down to, like, negative 150. I think he's going to be way higher than that. I don't know that you'll ever get him at negative 150, but like that's where I would feel safe betting on him. So Candace, the pick, don't feel great about it. All right. One thing we do all feel great about is our Shady Rays and Shady May promotion. Shady Rays teaming up with SGPN. That would be us. For Shady May, not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win 500 bucks. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customized with snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Last note all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they tell us it will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love them, exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for international listeners... Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off plus, sorry, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized shades. So 50% off, blah, blah, blah. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, SGPN is the code. And take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. All right, butchering of ad, done. Go down to flyweight fights. Next, uh, Sumit Kumar from, I believe, India. I, I got to get better with the flags here. Yes. From India uh, versus Seung Gok Choi from South Korea. Uh, let me tell you about Choi first. He's six and two, one knockout, one submission. He's been submitted once. He's only one in the UFC. He's won five of his last six fights. He did lose his last fight via submission. Kumar is four and oh, two knockouts, two submissions. He used to fight up at Bantamweight and he's four years younger than Choi. So remember I told you uh, somebody uh, was in the worst fight I've ever seen? Uh, yes. Sumit Kumar was in one of the worst fights I've ever seen. Um, no, no offense to Sumit Kumar or his opponent Arjun Kumar in that fight. Um, but it was, uh, put it this way, I want the 90 seconds of my life that fight lasted back. Because um, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. And it, it's also worth noting when the UFC signed Sumit Kumar, to fight on Road to the UFC. He was actually listed as 7-0, but Tapology has since taken three of his wins away for being under questionable circumstances. Um, three of them they've taken away. Uh, and the one I watched that was really bad was apparently not one of them. <laughs> um, he, in this fight, he comes out, 
and he just like puts his hand on this guy's shoulders as part of what looks like, you know, sometimes somebody gets like one arm in on a takedown and just like pushes the shoulder for a takedown. He looks like he was going for that, but never got the leg and the guy just falls down anyway. Um, he's a zero in zero fighter. Um, at one point in time, he knocked the guy down with like a shove. And while the guy was on the ground, he kicked him in the head with a soccer kick. And then they just restarted the fight 30 seconds later. Um, and then he knocked him out anyway uh, with some really wild looking punches. So uh, Kumar is not, I don't think, very good. And if you go back and you look at Sungkook Choi, I thought Sungkook Choi was on his way to winning that fight with Young Sung Park in the finale. Um, so he, he was in, quote unquote, in the UFC. He was one of my dog picks that week. I remember vividly. I think he might have even been my dog of the week. His only losses so far have been to Hyung Sung Park in that fight that, like I said, I think he was winning until he got submitted. And Steven Ersig, who I know we've talked about on the show, um, was going to be on Contender Series last year, was supposed to fight Clayton Carpenter soon. Um, I, I think just Choi is going to be better everywhere. He hits really hard. He's got a really nice right hand. He counters well. I, I don't think Kumar is going to get even close to him with that wild striking. Uh, the, the odds... It should be negative 500, but honestly, I don't think it will be much higher than like negative 250 to start. I think it'll get bet up, but probably negative 250 to start. And just like, this is your this is your edge boost moment right here. Get in on Sungkook Choi. Um, get in on it, whatever the price is. If it starts getting too high, feel free to throw it in a parlay. But like, he should beat the ever-living hell out of Sumit Kumar. I was hoping after that you were going to say Kumar was the pick, but sadly... <laughs> oh. Oh, well. all right. Main event time. Featherweights. Kaiwin Lee versus Kai Lu. So we got Kai Lee versus Kai Lu. They're both from China and they are both fighting at featherweights here. All right. Um, Kai Lee, the last is he Lee or Lucy? I'm confused. Are you Lu? Kai Lu is the last gladiator. Eight and four, five knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. One and one on the road to UFC. He's got two and one over his last three. He lost his last fight via knockout. He's fight at lightweight and he's three inches. Taller than Kai Win Lee. Kai Win Lee is the underdog. We'll have to find out if he really is here. He's 10 and 5, six knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out three times. Four and one over his last five. He did win his last fight via TKO. That was back in December of 2021. Sorry that he lost his last fight, excuse me, via TKO. That was December 2021. He's not won a fight since November 2019, but he's 93 and one championship, which we know is the biggest promotion in the history of MMA. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't think he'll be the underdog here. Uh, um, it's cute nickname, but I don't think he'll be the underdog. Um, he he fought some pretty legit dudes in uh, 1FC, too. He fought Fabricio Andrade. Uh, he fought Martin Wynn, who's pretty good. And, and I know if you're not a you know a grappling or jiu-jitsu or MMA nerd where you've known everything, you wouldn't like see these names and be like, oh, all right. Um, but like he's got a nice double leg. He's really light on the feet. Um, if you throw a leg kick at him, he counters over the top with a left straight. Really nice. Um, if, if you back him up because you're like aggressive, this is Kai Wen Lee. Um, if you back him up, he throws these big hooks and he's got knockout power as he's moving backwards. Um, Kai Lu, my, my big issue with Kai Lu is that t- two things. First of all, he's obviously much slower, uh, than Lee. And in addition to that, his hands just never come back to his chin right away. They like come back to his shoulder and then slowly move their way back to his chin, which means he's set up for counters. And as I just said with Lee, like he's got a good counter left. He's got power when he's backing up. 
and, and Kai Lu just got knocked out, like just very recently got knocked out. Um, you know, I, I mean, I guess not very recently. That was that was all the way back in October. But like he was knocked out on road to the UFC with a big right hook. I think uh, there, there's plenty of reason to that believe that's going to happen to Kai Lu again. So uh, give me Kai Win Lee. And I will say if you're going to ask me for odds, probably this is one of the hardest ones to pick because like Lou is the more notable name um, based on like being in the UFC sphere. But there's a one FC there and I don't know if that will play into the bias, but Lee should be a massive favorite. I'll say he only winds up like negative 185. Negative 185 for Kaiwin Lee. It's Dan's final pick of this episode. He also has Choi, probably has a pretty big favorite. Kanda is a pretty big favorite. Uh, Shiyu, hopefully as a underdog. And to open up, you took Kim as a favorite. So this one is far more chalky than yesterday's episode. But them's the breaks. Uh, we're not done. Well, we're done for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, to finish up our road to UFC week. We'll break down both of the Sunday uh, fight cards. I forgot to, forgot to tell you all the info on this one. This one that we just broke down is Saturday. It's the second Saturday card. It's starting at 8 a.m. Eastern. Um, the first Saturday card is starting at 6 Eastern. It's on uh, the UFC Fight Pass, of course, and it's going down for the UFC Performance Institute in Shanghai, China. So now you got all that. You know where, where to watch it after you bet on it. Uh, given the Discord, I'm sure there'll be plenty of freaks in there talking about this early morning, uh, these early morning fights. SportsGambingPodcast.com slash Discord. Twitter, SGP and MMA, Gumby Vreeland, and Jeff Fox Writer. That's they're the handles you need to know. Listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast. Gumby's is probably in your feed as we speak if you subscribe to it. So make sure you listen to that. Uh, you can get me in your email uh, inbox pretty much daily with MMA writings and whatnot at moneymma.subact.com. Give it a subscribe and everything sports gambling podcast at sports podcast.com. So we will be back tomorrow. Until then, I will remain. Kai Lu, Jeff Fox, my co-host, Kai Win Lee, Gumby Breathing will be back as well. Bye-bye.